Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. We would like to welcome you, everybody. This is the Global Watch International Call. It's September 26th, 2022, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. This is the journey, which is our time of the week for discipleship. And we are going through the book Ecclesia Rising by Dean Briggs. This week, we're discussing chapter eight, which is entitled Ecclesia, the Ruling Council on Earth. And so we should open with prayer. Let's have Bob open us since I made fun of him right from the start. <laughs> Father, man, do we welcome your presence and do we thank you for your word? And we know that your word speaks truth and where the truth is, there's freedom. And we pray tonight for our minds to be open to learn and to experience newness and freshness and be led in, in what you're calling the ecclesia to be. And thank you that we get the opportunity to share amongst the whole nations what is your word, what is truth, and what is ecclesia meant to be. And we carry that power, we carry that authority that you've placed in us, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bob. All right. So welcome, everybody. We're going to turn this right over to my dear wife, Susan Rao. Happy New Year, everyone. This is the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah in the... <laughs> religious year for the Jews, and it's 5783. So I thought I would do something a little bit different for worship today, because Gentiles will pick up our shofar and we'll just blast it no matter what. <laughs> but for the Jews, there is actually some meaning behind the sounds. And I thought I would just go run it through the sounds, and then we'll go right into a worship song as well for us to engage more holy with. But this uh, I just I sit back and ponder what this means. We're in the Hebraic year 5783. And I just put out a word on that three has a very a real significance. And I sense the Lord say that we're entering into the third day revelation. What does that mean? That's not even in the Bible. But the third day is. And the third day was when Jesus was resurrected from the dead third day the waters parted from the land and in creation story there's a bunch of third day import and father son the holy spirit speaks of power the fullness of god and i've fred and i've been through some things this weekend and we were realizing that you know what god is taking our history what even our family history and using it all for good. And I believe that what God is doing now, we're in a convergence of time, things are escalating, but the power of God, his redemptive power is playing out in our lives. So if you look back on your lives at anything that was negative, things that you've fought to try to overcome, all those, we all have that crap in our lives. And it can come back and plague us. Like you've been hearing me talk about Zechariah 3 a lot. Zechariah 3 is another 3. But we, God says what? If we come before him, humble ourselves, he gives us new turbans and new mantles. I believe this is a time, third day revelations, when we get new turbans, new mindsets over what we've been through and what we're going to be going through. And it's going to give us wisdom and revelation to help defeat what is now rising up in the nations. 
So I'm in, on that frame of mind. I want to just play this a feast of trumpets thing. It doesn't take very long, but he goes through the various sounds of the trumpet. And I hope we can all apprehend that. So when we pick up our shofar the next time, we have some meaning behind it. So here we go. It's interesting that song has the exact scriptures that we've been led to focus on for the 10 days of awe, which start now. So I invite you guys to take a look at basically a framework in which to look at this, that we, this week we're through the 10 days of awe, we're going to be praying for the fullness of the Gentile church out of Romans 11.25. Why? For the harvest, Romans 11.26, that Israel might be saved. We're also pulling into there, John, I think it's 526, something like that, for all of the nations to be saved. This week is the fullness of the Gentile church. We've got to get ready for that harvest, guys. <laughs> and the second week, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles will be on the harvest. So that's what we're looking at. And we're at the gateway tonight and this morning, whatever it is for you. <laughs> So tonight we're venturing into chapter 8, Ecclesia, the ruling council on earth. Fred, did you want to open us up with some comments or did you want me to go? Why don't you go first and then I'll, I'll jump in right after that. Okay, I don't know any of you who have had kids or any of you who have not and know that your name means something. And I thought that this chapter was a deep plunge into the meaning of names, and that there's some really important things that word ecclesia means. And we can quickly pass over it by talking about church today. And it, con it connotes something significant, or it can put in some kind of impression in our heads. But I believe this chapter is asking us to go deeper in that it's a primal uh, identity that we need to take hold of. And there were a few things in which, that he pulled out of here. One that is on the first page, he says, Ecclesia has to do with many things, but perhaps most of all, authority in prayer. And I don't want to draw negativity into this about our local church expressions, but in part, that's why I wrote Unleashed, because I feel like a foundation stone of the church has been taken out. Uh, we have doing everything but being that house of prayer or taking our authority in prayer and calling things to be that into being that which are not. And uh, I know that I have been in Daniel 7, 21 and 22 a lot. I have written about it in some of the things that I've sent out, but in it, he says that, I can know it almost by heart, but I better read it. <clears throat> I was watching, and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them until, there's that word, until the Ancient of Days came, and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High, and a time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. And in that scripture, two, two, two verses, Two words stand out. One is watching and the other is possess. And that word possess means to occupy. It's mentioned only three times in the Bible and twice in Daniel 7. 
And I realized today, as Fred and I were talking about this chapter, that our identity as a church, as an ecclesia, is to possess the kingdom around us. And are we really doing that? Are we occupying that which we can influence around us? And I would have to say that I need to take a quick look, a good look at what I'm doing and how I'm trying to influence. And am I really occupying the space for the kingdom that God has called us to? We're trying to, we certainly are. And that's why we have this journey group. I pray that it all helps us stand in a stronger place in the Lord. But anyway, it has to do with our primal identity as a church. And really the church that we know today in the Western world is really not walking in the ecclesia that we need it to be. But I, I hope that this lesson will help us move us towards that destiny. Fred? Yeah, that was really good, Sue. I, <clears throat> I just realized as I'm reading this book, and we're reading it carefully, one chapter at a time, but it is really it's changing my identity in terms of how I view myself and it's changing the way I view all of you and the way I view the watch. And it's profound. It's just, it really, it's like a piece of the puzzle is snapping into place that wasn't there before. And this is why it's so the authority that we have as the ecclesia who Jesus called us to be to bring the governmental authority to bring heaven to earth is a is very powerful and it is it changes this level of seriousness with which i think we're doing what we're supposed to be doing i have a more respect for what god's called me to do but i have more respect for everything that god has called you to do and what he's called us to do corporately because the ecclesia is not just one person. It's about, it's about an assembly. And the things that struck me in this chapter were <clears throat> that God in, in, on page 110, it's William Barclay. He references William Barclay and the translation of the Septuagint of the Hebrew word gahal, I think it is, which comes from a root word, which means to summon. And what he says about this is, because Gahal and Ecclesia are both clearly, they, the meaning is that they're summoned together for a purpose rather than merely assembling together because we, they've chosen to come together. So what that means to me for the watch is that really, actually, this is not just a good idea. We're actually being summoned by the Lord. And this is re really amazing. We're being summoned together by the Lord, and it's for a purpose. It's There's a, an overall general purpose, which is to advance the kingdom, but then there's some specific purposes as well. And this is why it's so important for us to know how to come into God's presence, to hear his voice, to walk in his presence, because we have to hear directly from him. It has to be, it can't be obviously anything that's not biblical, but it goes beyond the written word. He has an assignment for us. And, and I think that we can be, be joyful about it, and we should be, but it's also very serious, and it's, it's very important. And if we just 
think that this is a good idea. I think we're just, we're missing the point. And this is why it's important to go through this step-by-step, chapter-by-chapter, because it's almost, to me, it's almost unbelievable how different the meaning and the purpose behind ecclesia is different from our traditional understanding of the church. It's like you, you almost can't you almost can't believe it. It's taken me seven years of going through this, and I'm learning more now than I think I've ever learned about it. But it is something that we have to get into our into our beings. So on page 114, the only other thing I have to say about this was page 114. He says. Dean says, in summary, the ecclesia was, by definition, a governmental assembly. Therefore, the authority and function of the assembly is fundamental to properly understanding what Jesus inaugurated in Matthew 16, 18. So we really need to understand the authority and function of what we're called to walk in by the Lord. So that's really all I have to say about it. There's so much more. It's so deep. But but this is for this chapter. I think that's Sue. That's all I want to say about that. Sue, you're muted. I I can't begin to tell you how important this is to really realize that this is a spiritual identity issue for the church today, and that that's that we may go to a church and it's important to belong to the body of Christ. But I can tell you that the watch is slightly different in that none of you are here because you have the time or the energy or whatever to do it, but because you're called. This is, to me, we are experiencing ecclesia in this room, and that we are not, this is just not a good idea. It's God's plan to call us into this position, and I believe that as we function in this, we'll be able to influence the church. That's what I see happening, that we're going to be able to bridge into our local churches this spiritual identity. And we're seeing it happen, I believe, to a degree in our own local church. There's more to come, I believe. But I want to exhort us all that this... Fred, do you have a question maybe for us to get us into a a brief discussion? Tonight, I really sense, Fred, that we need to stay together and pray into this because this is an identity issue um, that we must get over and try to understand to get us into the right place before the Lord. And I believe God is with us. And there's a reason he's calling us out as watchmen, because he wants, he's declaring a word to the church that he wants imparted. So. Okay. So we're not going to have a question for the breakout session then, because we're not going to go to breakout sessions. Is that what you're saying? I think you can, I think you should ask the question and we can discuss it and then pray into it. Okay. Yeah, I think that I just have one other comment is this, that when we're called, it's very important that we understand that we're called. And one thing about being called by the Lord is that then if you know that you're called, then your choice is your choice is very simple. You're either going to obey God or you're not going to obey God. And if you don't obey God, you can't call him Lord. And and so it's not optional. And suddenly there's that just gives a greater weightiness to it. And part of our part of our calling corporately as the ecclesia and as watchmen is to really encourage each other 
to, to walk in the calling that he has for us. Even though we only understand it in part, we don't fully understand it. And it's, he's, he gives us revelation every day as we walk in it. But I just want to honor all of you on the call. And there are other people who are obviously in the watch who are not on the call tonight. But just want to honor all of you for hearing God's voice. And even when you don't, and obeying it, even when you don't fully understand it, why we're doing this or how we're doing it. And we're asking the Lord, part of this whole thing and part of the reason why we're going through this book is to seek him for revelation so that not just for head knowledge sake, but so that we can follow him more closely. And um, so I think it would be a good idea to pray into that. I guess my question, which was a question for discussion, but I think Susan, you're wanting to go into prayer. My question for the breakout session was this, why is it important to know that we are summoned together for a purpose as Ecclesia and the Global Watch and not just assembling because we have chosen to come together? And so it just has to do with the difference between getting together because it's a good idea and we love each other and we want to do things together as opposed to being called. And that's a, just a very distinct difference. So I just, I actually would like to hear from, I'm just going to call on a couple people, Sue, before we go into prayer. So I just want to hear from Jenny and Jenny Hager. I always pick on you. <clears throat> and the reason why I do that is because I love to hear your perspective from your experience over the years. And we just, we just, you always have something very wise to say and something that really adds to it. So go ahead and give us your comments about this well, that's very kind of you i'm not sure i always speak with i don't know that's others might sometimes feel it you get off the call and then you think did i share that well enough or did i present that well enough so i certainly go through that struggle at times i'm reflecting back to a word that dean has said that i've actually put up on my fridge because it's really speaking to me and it was about the he said that when we're worshiping the lord intimacy blesses the heart of God but dominion gives him honor yeah. and I was relating that to our citywide prayer meeting here in Adelaide that we've been running for 22 years and at the moment we're looking afresh at what is the mandate and I think this book where every week we're going deeper and deeper. I'm so glad we're just doing one chapter at a time because we're processing. And it, this is the sort of book, it does take a while to process. And then, as you're saying, to think about how do we apply it? Once we know it, how do we apply it? And what example are we to the church in doing that? But with our citywide meeting, we've always said the mandate was to worship the Lord, intimacy with the Lord, but it is about the governing responsibility that God has given us for our city. So that, that as we take dominion over the strongholds that are binding our city, that is giving God honour. And so there is so much in this. There's such a wealth in this. And... Uh, another thing I was just reflecting on is that I don't know how many years ago, 10, 15 or whatever, the Lord began to speak worldwide to the church about the importance of the apostolic and then the apostolic working with the prophetic. And it took, I remember praying even 20 years ago, praying that the pastors of our city would understand that. 
and it took a long time for them to understand it and to have another look at the fivefold ministry and to start applying that into our city and into our churches. So my hope is that as we are on the frontier of learning about the ecclesia, that as we keep praying and we walk it out in the global watch, that will, as just as the Lord did, because if he's showing us, his heart is to show everybody, and we're going to be carriers of this message. So that is a, that's a deeply exciting thing to know that God is giving us this revelation. We're taking it seriously. We know he's saying to apply it. We know he's giving us the opportunity under your leadership to walk it out in the global watch. And I'm sure that God in his time, by his Holy Spirit, is going to increasingly give this revelation to, to the church worldwide that are ready to listen. Of course, we know that sometimes he does try to bring revelation when people, and particularly the local church, struggles. Having been a pastor for many years, I understand that struggle. You're so drained all the time just trying to help the sheep, encourage the sheep, pray for the sheep, look after the sheep, call them up to their destiny, that sometimes you just don't have, unless you're a really big church, you just don't have the energy to be looking further. And this is another thing why the importance of the global watch in this day and at this hour, I think all of us know that we're called to this and we very seriously before the throne of God. The fear of God is the getting of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And that fear of God on us, that healthy fear of God, what a blessing to be learning from the Lord by the power of his Holy Spirit through this book and the things that you're both sharing. This is building us up in a wonderful way. Yeah, thank you so much, Jenny. <clears throat> agree a hundred percent. And and it is, it's very talk about honor. It's really an honor for us that the Lord would call us. We're not the only ones, but that the Lord would call us to steward something that is so important to him. And and it's just it is that is very exciting. And it is. It does, it is very humbling and it does call you to walk in the fear of the Lord because you don't want to, you don't want to get off track and you don't want to want to mess it up. And he's loving and he'll guide us. I'm not worried about that, but I, but it is really quite, it's really quite an adventure, honestly. And it's for us, for Susan and me, and I think for many of you, it's the adventure of our lives. We're just, we're, we, we feel more alive and more in tune with the Lord and what he's doing than we ever have. And here we are in our 60s, right? And uh, and the best is yet to come. And uh, this is so exciting. All right, Susan, I think I actually don't want to hear from anybody else. I think we do need to go into prayer and we just need to pray into this. Let's just have fairly brief prayers. And uh, as the Lord leads you, you go ahead and raise your, raise your hand electronically as we've done. That's really the best way to order things. And we'll do that for the next maybe... 10 or 15 minutes, and then we'll do communion here at the end. Okay, Hillary, go ahead. You're first up. Thank you. I would want to thank the Lord Jesus and thank you all. And thank you, Heavenly Father, that you're bringing this expression of your ecclesia globally as your kingdom ecclesia and we all had this blessing of being able to pray for sue and the team going into korea and from that the fruit was amazing 
And I just want to thank you being on the Indigenous Watch with Mary and Margaret and others. And you spurred me on for Australia, for what was already being demonstrated in Malta and Margaret's repentance for the involvement with Korea and for us to stand in the gap and see this multiplication. And that's what I want to call forth with this Ecclesia. We know in the book of Acts, when revival was there, the word was multiplied and increased and the harvest came in with great multiplication. And I'm just sensing, Father, now that what you're sowing with these different watches, you're impacting different ones of us in our capital cities or wherever you've positioned us. And I just thank you, Father, you've opened the gate for me to go to our parliament again this week. I praise you. I thank you that you are doing this and that, Lord, your will is being done and your kingdom is coming and that you're taking us from the very least to actually stand in your divine counsel mm -hmm. and to have our understanding sharpened and wisdom in, in increasing through the input from the body. And I believe, Lord, this is such a delight to your heart. And I just want to say thank mm -hmm. you that faith rises in every single one of us and that, Lord, mm -hmm. you have a plan, you have a purpose for your ecclesia in this hour, in this new jubilee year. And I call it forth corporately and across the whole kingdom of the earth for you bringing into alignment your nations, your governments, from the smallest town councils through to the governments of nations to come into alignment for you to make the kingdoms of this earth, the kingdoms of our God. And I want to praise and thank you for your divine protection for us all in this process. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Hillary. Let's go to Raymond. Go ahead, Raymond. Yeah, Father, I thank you that you want to take the message of this chapter eight, which is for me, as I read, it was like a bombshell of revelation went off, that you want to take it and touch the whole body of your body in the world. Lord, I pray that this message would really get out and like right now, like quickly. And Lord, that we would get away from the warning that you give in Jeremiah 23 from verse 16 and 18, especially. That says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, no disaster shall come upon you. For who among them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see and to hear his word? Or who has paid attention to his word and listened? Lord, I pray that you would give us this heart to listen to you, that we really have true words in this world. And I know when you touch us by your spirit that has an outworking. Lord, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name.